Welcome to the Dome Dog Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Britz, and last night, Syracuse dominated Lafayette in the season opener, 97-63, led by Joseph Girard with 20 points, 5-5, five five, three-pointers, seven assists, and one turnover. I'll get to Girard later. I'm going to break down the game a little bit, talk about some of the transfers that left Syracuse and what they did in their season openers, if anything. It's the first time listening to the Dome Dog Podcast. I've been a Syracuse fan my whole life. Now I'm sharing my thoughts with you. Thanks for joining me. The game started off with both Jimmy Beheim and Buddy Beheim in the starting lineup. I was a little surprised to see both guys in there. Not Buddy, but Jimmy. But Jimmy came out on fire. He scored the first eight points for Syracuse. He started the game five for five. He finished the game eight for nine overall. He only missed one. That was a three-pointer. Finished the game with 18 points overall. There was one play where he got stuffed pretty bad by somebody on Lafayette. I don't know what he was really doing on that play. Buddy also had 18 points. Shot three from nine from three-pointers. That's got to be a little bit better for him. I know it's the first game, but the thing I noticed for him on the three-pointers is that the release was very quick. Not that it wasn't quick before, but it just seemed like in this game last night, he just had it just to right out of the cannon really quick. So that's a good sign. So both brothers had 18 points overall. So when I talked about the podcast last time, if you listened, if not, I was saying, well, will Buddy and Jimmy kind of have a competition? Will Jimmy raise Buddy's level? Well, in the first game, they're dead even at 18 points apiece. Interesting dynamic. We'll see how that plays out. Cole Swider, the transfer from Villanova, seemed to be forcing things at times. Uh, a lot of guys in Syracuse, Jerry McNamara, they talked about on the broadcast last night during the game, saying he was high on Cole Swider. He finished the game 6-for-14, 2-for-7 from 3. Overall, he finished with 14 points and 12 rebounds. 12 rebounds is important because Syracuse used those rebounds in the, in the zone defense. Jesse Edwards... Played 17, 18 minutes. He didn't miss any shots because all his shots were around the rim. That's what you need from him. He shot three for four from the line, which seems to be better from last year. But he only had two rebounds. Your center, six foot ten, six foot eleven guy, has got to have more than two rebounds. Benny Williams, the freshman phenom, you know, ranked 32 in the ESPN 100, the ESPN rankings system that comes out every year. He didn't get the start. I wonder where his head's at. Did he know that he's not going to get the start going into the game? Did he think that when he attended Syracuse, he's going to get the start? Because guys at that caliber usually believe they're going to start. So that will be interesting to watch. He finished with six points, three for five. He had some really athletic rebounds, I thought. And the best part of his game last night was this block he had on a guy in Lafayette who tried to dunk it, and he met him right at the rim. That takes some sort of athleticism to do that. So I was impressed by that. Now I want to talk about Joseph Gerard the third. You know, if you listen to my podcast at all in the last year or so, I I talked about is he a true point guard? Is he a two guard? Last night he looked more like a true point guard actually, which I was happy to see. Uh, he had twenty points. He shot five for five from three. He had seven assists and, and one turnover, as I mentioned. But many will say, and me included, oh, it's the first game. It's against Lafayette. It's lesser competition, et cetera, et cetera. But going back and looking at his stats from last season, he had 15 games where he scored only in the single digits. He he had one goose egg, and he had 12 games with double figures. But more specifically, in the first two games out of the gate last season against Bryant and Niagara, in two games he averaged seven points per game, three assists, three turnovers, and he shot five for 25. Now, Last year was different with COVID and, and different practicing and all that kind of stuff. But if you just take last night's game and you put his numbers up against the games first two games last year against lesser competition or what have you, 
That's a huge improvement. And I like the way he was playing last night. He definitely was looking for people. One of the things that I noticed the most is a few times in transition, he got the ball up the court quickly. He didn't try to dribble through it. He just threw a long pass. And if he does that, then I'll be happy with Gerard. And I think people in Syracuse will be happy along with the team because that was a lot of times I would knock on him that he would dribble too much or he wouldn't dribble with purpose at all. Last night, he did do that. And when he shot, they were good shots. They weren't crazy shots. They were open shots or they were in transition or he took a couple drives and didn't miss from three. And he had seven assists. So that's a good sign. Lesser competition, I know, but comparing it to last year, it's better than it was last year already. Overall, Syracuse had five guys in double figures. The next game, Syracuse plays Drexel, which should be a little bit more competitive, I think. I'll have a full preview on that on Friday, but that game's on Sunday, 5 p.m. on ESPN2. So if you want to take a break from watching football or you don't care about football, it's on ESPN2. You don't have to go on any app or anything like that to get it. It's, it's on regular linear TV. I know there's all the different streaming systems, and I saw on some message boards people were looking for the game in different areas. ESPN2 on Sunday at 5. Overall, great win for Syracuse last night. Things were clicking. Some things to improve on, some things to watch, and we'll see in that game against Drexel. Speaking of improving, do your kids need something to do after school? Well, I got the company for you. It's called Community Learning. Engage, expand, and inspire. Providing engaging, hands-on, minds-on courses ready to go out of the box. Comlearning.com. Pretty much a company that helps kids use their mind after school. Comlearning.com, small business run by someone that I know very well. So please check it out. Now, your kids need help. I need help because Com Learning is actually sponsoring this part of the podcast called Where Are They Now? So instead of going in the Wayback Machine and looking for guys that played for Syracuse years ago, I'm going to go pretty present day. A lot of guys left the team last year for a lot of reasons we don't maybe don't know, but the one is that they, they could play immediately at another school without sitting out a year because of the COVID rule that NCA kind of gave, the COVID waiver. First, we're going to talk about Kadari Richmond. Guy wanted to start. Beheim couldn't guarantee it. He said he was out of there. He went to Seton Hall. Seton Hall has not played yet, but they play tonight against Farley Dickinson, and Richmond is, is projected in the starting five, so looks like he got his wish there. Quincy Gurrier. Started for Oregon last night, eight points, three for 11, shooting two for eight from three. He did have 12 rebounds, though. It looks to be a kind of a crowded front court there. He is named on the Carl Malone power forward of the year list. So people are noticing him. You know, I, I talked about in the season preview how much I thought Syracuse would kind of miss him because he just was more of a do-it-all type of guy. Looks like I wouldn't say he's in a lesser role because he's still got 12 rebounds. Kind of looks in a similar role so far, but it's too tough to tell in an early game like this, just getting acclimated with Oregon and everything like that. But they defeated Texas Southern pretty easily, 83-66. Robert Braswell, forward for Syracuse last year, transferred to Charlotte. Charlotte beat Monmouth last night, 68-66. Braswell had eight points, two for three from three-point range and 15 minutes of play. Pretty good numbers for a short period of time, but kind of, perplexing that he's only playing 15 minutes for that team when he played a ton for Syracuse last year. So we'll check into him throughout the season as well. That's all I have for the Dome Dog podcast today. Just wanted to recap last night's game, get an update on the transfer. Just quickly, Friday I will have a preview of the Drexel game. Their best player is Cameron Winter, preseason player of the year 
Kennedy for the Colonial Athletic. And Zach Spiker is the coach, kind of an up-and-comer. We'll see what happens. The competition should be better, but I'll, I'll get into it more on Friday. Just got one more sponsor for today's show. Hey, you may find yourself down in North Carolina during basketball season watching Syracuse play against Duke or North Carolina or NC State. You may be unsure what to do or where to go. If that's the case, hit up Joe from Joe's North Carolina Tours. Joe will show you where to take a hike, rent a bike, and pick out the granola you'll like. Hit him on Instagram at, at Joe DeBritz. That's J-O-E-D-E-B-R-I-T-Z. Thanks for listening to the Dome Dog Podcast, now available on Spotify, Amazon Music slash Audible, and Podbean. Please join the Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups slash Dome Dog Pod. That's D-O-M-E-D-A-W-G-P-O-D. Thanks for joining me. Come on, Cuse!